Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Saw Something Scary. Jeff and Derek back here with you in the studio. Jeff, buddy, it is good to hear from you, man. I know we got to do a little Patreon episode last week, but it's just good to good to be able to talk to you again about some horror movies. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I had this idea. I'm, I was going to run it by you. We should totally start that horror movie podcast we used to talk about doing. Yes. I was thinking we could do it simple. We could you know, maybe look at some trailers, okay. uh, check out some news, and then just review whatever scary movie we've watched that week. Seems like yeah. it would come together pretty nicely. I like that a lot. You want to start that next week? Yeah. I'll, I'll register a domain name and see what I can do is in terms of like some, some hosting for the, for the audio file. Okay. Cool. Perfect. That sounds great. Uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, bump in the night? That sounds sexual. Uh, yeah, that does sound sexual. Um, huh. Scary stories to listen in the dark? I like it. I mean, we, yeah. we both love the show. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Scary, Saw. Don't want to don't want to harken back to the Saw franchise. I don't know. Right. Are you afraid of the goosebumps? Mm, yeah. I wonder if I wonder if that's close enough that we could get away from Nickelodeon and R.L. Stein. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, in the meantime, you want to talk about uh, you want to talk about uh, <laughs> whatever we're supposed to be talking about this week. I already forgot. <laughs> Zombie Land Double Tap. Yes. Apparently, we did forget because it's been a hot yeah. minute. Man, it has. It's, it, uh, yeah. It's been. It's not been a hot minute. It's just been there's there's been so much has gone on in the last two weeks um, uh, in my life and I know in yours as well that it just feels like a distant memory yeah uh, I, I mean I haven't had the I haven't had the emotional weight you've been carrying but yeah there's a lot going on and yeah it, it really does feel like life is breakneck anyway uh, you know we talk about like the 24 hour news cycle and the churn that makes everything feel dated 30 minutes later but uh, that's for real the way life is right now yeah on my side of the microphone yeah for sure man um it's yeah, it's just it's been nuts. Uh, <laughs> I know there's a meme going around saying something like the uh, the Mayans predicted that the world would end in 2012 and it didn't, but didn't it? <laughs> and I kind of feel like that's not a bad way of looking at it. But it's been uh, it's been crazy. <clears throat> it's been crazy seven years. It's been crazy a couple couple weeks uh, in my life. So I'm happy to happy to be able to get back in here and and talk about a movie that, dude. I mean, not to spoil it or anything, but I I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. Yeah, me too. And I don't know. I I should stop doing this, but when we're gonna talk about a movie, I'll go check out reviews to see what you know current consensus is. Sometime, and I kind of expected to see people having a lark about this return to what was the original two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just figured. Ah, well, you know, we'll all have a nostalgic hearty har har, and it's not what's going on. It's just people crapping all over the movie. And I'm like, you know, you freakers loved Midsummer. What's up? <laughs> Why do you hate good things? Why do you hate joy? Why do you hate happiness? Yeah, yeah. it's it really is. It's the darkest universe. That's what we're living in right now. Mm. It's hard to do a it's hard to do a, a podcast on scary movies when you're living one all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is the era of groupthink, and nobody has fun. I, I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. Why do yeah. we Why do we all collectively decide that fun is a bad thing? <laughs> I didn't get well, you know what? We don't hear it's all stuff scary. You we think that fun. We think that fun is a great thing, and so that's what we're going to do. And before we get started with our review of this movie, let's go ahead and bring in our six-man tag team partner, Marky Mark Wahlberg. What? No. Spoiler alert. All right. So let's talk about this movie. Uh, here's what I realized about this movie. <laughs> I love I love when my penetrating insight is introduced with an extended uh 
here's my thesis on this movie. This is the zombie comic. <laughs> Easy for me to say. This is the zombie comic book that we've always needed but never gotten. Yes. The Walking Dead is just too heavy, too serious, or at least it, it's the, it's it's too much those things to be the only like super popular comic book about zombies. <laughs> so we just need a we need a monthly Zombie Land comic book and maybe a movie every so often released on Netflix and and we've got kind of the best. You know, in, in between the spectrum of The Walking Dead and Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland squares in right there, and we can all still enjoy zombie movies. Yeah. You, you on board with that? Yeah, man. I'm all for it. Uh, I know we'll probably get a little pushback on The Walking Dead thing, but uh, I would love to see this become like a periodical, and then every three to four years, we get a Zombieland movie. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, until until these four don't want to do it anymore, and then after that, let's be done with it. But as long as, uh, as long as, you know, Ruben Fleischer wants to continue to be a part of these, and as long as Harrelson, Eisenberg, Stone, and Breslin are on board, uh, and as a matter of fact, as long as uh, Zoe Dutch or Deutsch is still in this too, man, <laughs> I thought she was a great. Uh, I thought she was a great addition to to the team. So yeah, as long as we've got all six of those components, man, I'm there. Yeah, to to just wrap up that initial comment, did did you hear me as being uh, too critical of The Walking Dead? You said we get pushback. Oh, I just know there's a lot of very hardcore, dedicated Walking Dead fans. I don't think you're too critical. I just know that like people will push back on. The, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you were talking about the group think, right? Like people push back if you if you say anything negative about The Walking Dead. So well, I'll, I'll, I just will try to mitigate some of that. I have read The Walking Dead comics, I guess, since day one. Um, I like it. Like, I like the super serious, gritty approach to zombies. Zombieland Double Tap just made me realize I need a little bit, I need a little bit more lighthearted fare to kind of, I don't know, balance the scales. Sure. Balance on the force. Yeah. No, I I get it. And I think this was the movie that really um, does that justice. Yeah, for sure. So I'm glad to hear that you like this too. I I really enjoyed going back to this world, man. Yeah, me too, man. That, that was the that was the first thing I thought was I didn't realize how much I enjoyed living in this world mm-hmm. until I was back in it. Yep. And honest to goodness, I had questions when we you know we kind of do the drone shot in and we start learning about the Homer zombie and camera. Was it the ninja? Is that the second one they introduce? Um, yes. I thought, yeah, okay. Maybe this is, maybe it was better left alone, but by the time they're hacking their way into the white house, I was all back in. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was a little, I was a little cautious, um, when they were doing all that, but yeah, just as soon as the four of those guys get into the white house and start their shenanigans, um, it was like, I guess the best way to describe it would be you and I hardly ever get to see each other. We talk usually once a week, but we hardly ever get to see each other. But even in those times where like you and I didn't talk much or anything, but we would see each other, we would fall right back into being good friends and catching up and everything. And I felt the same way about this this group. Like as soon as we got to the White House, oh, I'm back with my friends. Let's catch up and, and see where everything's been. That's a great comparison. That's a great. This is the this is the uh, the lifelong friend. You you don't have to have constant contact with to, to maintain the friendship. That's so well done, sir. You're you're a brilliant scholar of the horror genre. Uh, well. I, I, that's, you're gracious to say that. I don't, I don't believe that's true at all, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Let me, let me count the ways that I appreciate Zombieland Double Tap. And I'm going to contrast it with what they've done to my beautiful Star Wars. So Star Wars rant incoming. Here we go. The, the sequel trilogy, although I, I'm fine with The Force Awakens. And in fact, I, I find myself going back and watching certain scenes from it. I think we've talked about it enough. It's a double, maybe a triple. You know, it kind of got you on base with the new Star Wars films. Uh, mm-hmm. But by the time The Last Jedi comes along, you realize... 
we left these people believing that they had changed the universe. And by the time we we're through with The Last Jedi, we realized really nothing has changed. The Republic's mm-hmm. gone. The Empire's kicking tail. Uh, Luke uh, is dead. Leia and Han aren't married. They didn't, you know, the Jedi Order's not being rebuilt. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Zombieland, you, you come back to Zombieland and you find out that, like, the stuff they did in the first movie mattered and they've they've built a life on top of it. Mm. And I just appreciated that. We, we didn't just get a we didn't get a rinse and repeat sequel. Yeah. And even the even the closest thing to that, which is the 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 women, um, help me out here. Wichita. Wichita and Little Rock. And Little Rock. When they peace out, you know, it, it does kind of throw you back into a similar scenario, but it makes sense within the context of the character and where their relationships have headed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fear of commitment and settling down and uh, getting stifled the way you know, growing uh, children growing into adulthood feel with their parents and domesticity and the, the world that they've grown up in. All that, again, it kind of takes you back to where, uh, you know, everybody's on the road again, but at least it makes sense within the context of the characters. It's it's still right. character development. Yeah, it, it felt like, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you said it perfectly, man. It, it felt like that there was enough nostalgia built in to make you realize like, oh, these are these are the people that I remember them to be. But also we saw growth and maturation and um, differences from the last time that we had visited with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell that even though they may not like one another all the time, they are a family and they love one another. And um you know they were they were learning to be that way in the first one, and now they're full blown that way now. And yeah. so they're sorted try, out, going to figure out how to build a household, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, <clears throat> excuse me. I was just going to say, try as Woody Harrelson's character might, he couldn't get rid of them, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah. So that may be my favorite part of this movie. You know, we back when we did a regular podcast, we reviewed Zombieland, <laughs> and uh, you know, we talked about how Woody Harrelson is becoming the Bill Murray national treasure. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson doing Tallahassee cranked up even harder is is really a fun experience. Yeah, man, it's a he, he's a lot of fun in this one, and he he is he is he's at about a fifteen, and watching him hate that minivan was some of the most fun I've had in theaters in a long time. I really feel like I don't know in the last three months the most emotional moment I've had in a movie theater is watching Woody give his triumphant speech in the cockpit of the RV and then yes. drive over the spike strip and blow the tires out. Yes. I was on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, uh, we all were, brother. The the only were. thing that uh, I would have done to that is that we would have had, I'm sure there's a, del- a deleted scene of him just emptying all the ammo in the world into the RV. <laughs> I, I yeah. would like to see that. And then he can be like, nobody saw the sign, and they hop in the van. That's fine. Yeah. Give me the extended cut. Yeah. And, and you know what? I would love to see an extended cut of this movie. For sure. I think it would be a lot of fun to to see what well, was left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> what do we call it? We call that uh, Zombieland Triple Double Tap? Sure. What's double, that little double. bit from uh, Dumb and Dumber? Can't double stamp yeah. a triple stamp? Or, yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Um, so what, what did you think of uh, – we already talked a little bit about Woody Harrelson. What did you think about Jesse Eisenberg? And, um, of course, we've both uh, 
talked about our love for Emma Stone. Uh, I thought Abigail Breslin showed up really big in this one. Yes, and I was worried about that initially. Like when they were basically just like go with the hippie guy and keep him company. I thought, oh, Abigail Breslin must not be able to hold her own. Yeah, uh, they just they just had her pay it off later in the movie, and I, I thought yeah. that was well done. She's not my favorite actress in the world. In fact, I can't remember anything I've seen her in since Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Little Miss Sunshine, and of course, yeah. Signs was perfect, but. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know what she's been doing since then. But I was happy to have her back. Yeah, I, I thought she doesn't have a lot to do in this movie, but what she has, I thought she did a great job with. Mm. And um, and and definitely, this movie wouldn't have been the same without her in it. Yeah, uh, I was a little worried that she was going to not make it. Um, just with being with that guy, I was just afraid something bad was going to happen. And, and you, you know, cause a lot of times in sequels, that's what they'll go for, right? Is mm-hmm. they'll go for, they'll go for trying to kill somebody off to make, uh, the gravitas more emotional and things. And so I was really glad that that didn't happen with this. Um, I, I want to see these guys, you know, like we already said, but I want to see these guys come back and reunite, you know, every so often. And, uh, I don't want them to be killed by any means. So, uh, I'm cool with that dude getting killed. Yeah, if, for sure. You know, if, <laughs> if, uh, Berkeley was going to get killed i'd have been all right with that but uh but that would have been the only thing yeah that's a root for the zombies moment um or yeah. character <laughs> yeah for so, sure man to your point there if she dies and i mean it's not high level film analysis to note this but it becomes an entirely different movie because tallahassee goes off the deep end in the darkest sense possible right like there's yeah. no there's no killing any of the four really and keeping the light-hearted element of, right. this, of this movie yeah but particularly her death would pull two in i, I guess in the same way that killing him a stone would pull Jesse into a, a dark place. Sure. Yeah, it would be the Rick and Carl uh, effect. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But they didn't do it, thankfully. And yeah. without doing, you know, any damage to my wedding vows, uh, it was nice to see Emma again. I'm, I'm thankful for her work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I... Uh I, I found myself wanting to see more uh, footage of Emma Stone, like, you know, more of her work. And so stunning, last night, stunning, <laughs> stunning development here. Single yeah. guy wants to see more of Emma Stone. News at yeah. 11. I tried to I tried to make that as um, <laughs> non-sexual as I possibly could. Good for you. But uh, yeah, uh, so I wanted to, you know, I just she's not she's one of those girls is like she's one of those actresses that I, I would never say is one of my favorite actresses. Mm, but fight me. She <laughs> but she's also one of those people that. Once I see her in something, I'm like, oh yeah, she is one of my favorite actresses. Does that make sense? Well, it, it, the latter makes sense. The the former yeah. does not. But I guess her name just for me, her name just never gets brought up in, in conversation of like who's your favorite actress, and it should. I just, I guess, I'm, I'm just saying that she, I feel like she's underrated. Yeah, well, she is my go to for for favorite, and it's entirely because she she has duped me into thinking she'd be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, you know, uh, we we've talked about this often on the podcast, but there's some actors and actors who are basically the same person in any role that they're in. Mm-hmm. She did that like Victorian era royalty film a few years ago that I did not watch. But when she's on SNL, when she's in any movie, she's basically the same person. But I'm here for it, and yeah, I feel like I mean, I just feel like she'd be awesome to bring over for game nine, play board games, you know, with your crew. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, what I was trying to say is, <laughs> is that uh, I. I just she's somebody that I should I should be more aware of saying that she's one of my favorite actresses and I don't. So after watching this movie, I got to where I was like, oh, I want to see more Emma Stone content. So I watched Birdman last oh, night. Oh, buddy, for the for stuff. the first time in a long time. And holy smokes, man, she is phenomenal in that movie. Yeah, like that that might be the one movie where she's not Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like she's a different, you know, like bad dad Emma Stone, basically wounded child yeah. Emma Stone. Yeah. 
I guess that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there, but I just I felt like that she had a really her her uh, acting chops were on full display in Birdman. Um, not saying that they're not here, but uh, Birdman in particular was really really good. Yeah, everything about that movie stellar. Friend of the podcast, Jared Moore, a couple nights ago. Texted me and said, "Don't you like Birdman?" I think he was looking for something to watch. Yeah, and I was like, "Man, just stop whatever you're doing right now and watch that movie." Yeah, I, I think it's probably one of my top ten favorite movies ever. Hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought about where it ranks all time, but there's just so much interesting going on with that movie. Not just Keaton, not just trying to figure out what's real and what's fantasy. The the single uninterrupted cut and. And there's just so much going on there. I, in hindsight, I mean, I know that movie got some critical attention, but I feel like it should have gotten more. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about Birdman, but anyway, it's a great movie. Yeah, it is. Go out of your way to see it if you haven't uh, seen it. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's great to it's great to have Emma Stone back as this character. Uh, I'm I'm never the biggest Jesse Eisenberg fan, mm-hmm. and that's but, where you started off asking the question. So thanks for bringing us back. To- oh yeah, um, but I, I thought he did a fantastic job in this movie. Well, and you know, since we are playing a bit of the hits here with me going back to the you know actors who play the same character in every role. I think Jesse was probably pretty excited to get the phone call that Double Tap was going live. Don't you? I mean, it's not like he's floundering, but since Justice League, I can't remember the last time I was like, man, I really want to see Jesse Eisenberg do that thing. So I think the last movie that I saw him in that I really enjoyed was, um, excuse me, Now You See Me Too. Which I don't know if you've ever seen the Now You See Me movies or not, but they're they're really good, and uh, they were they were uh, a surprise for me. I didn't expect the first one to be as good as it is, and the second one is it's not as good as the first one, but it's still really good. And I think besides Zombieland, that's probably my favorite Jesse Eisenberg role is him doing that. Well, that's 2016, and if you just start reading through here, he's been in the Hummingbird Project, the Art of Self Defense. Cafe society, like, what are we even doing here, Jesse? What yeah. are we even doing? Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to say that maybe that's from the stink of the Superman stuff, but maybe it is from the stink of the Superman stuff. You know, I feel like it's got to be, and I and I'm kind of hoping that like Zombieland gets him back on track. I'm I'm like you. I'm never running to the theater because Eisenberg's in it, mm-hmm. but when he's done right, uh, or or when he's applied in the correct way, he can enhance a movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've mentioned on here before. I'm I'm a big fan of Adventureland, uh, which is I think the first movie I saw him in. Uh, so anyway, I just like to see him get his mojo back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Uh, I think I think he's a gifted actor. Um, I know a lot of people confuse him with Michael Sarah, but um, I think he's I think he's really good at uh, at what he does. And I'd like to see him involved in more stuff for sure. Well, you said the magic name. So one of my favorite parts about this, and, and it almost feels like a dad joke, but the built-in Spider-Man pointing at his doppelganger meme in this film. <laughs> yeah, I really got into that, and I thought that was super well done. But how do we end up with Thomas Middleditch instead of Michael Sarah? Yeah, I know. I feel like Michael Sarah. Ha- I mean, he's not just the first person you think of. I don't think I think of Thomas Middleditch for like three years and sixteen turndowns for Michael Sarah. I really need somebody to tell me they they exhausted every opportunity to get Michael Sarah for that role. Or yeah, do you think that Eisenberg and Sarah are just too aware of it and wouldn't you know their egos wouldn't let them do it? Because this needs to be explained to me. Ah uh, man, <clears throat> I, I hope. <clears throat> excuse, I'm so sorry. I'm still battling this head cold. Uh, I hope that that's not the case. I hope that maybe scheduling conflicts got in the way or or something, but. 
yeah, if you're telling me that they if they that they didn't reach out to Michael Sarah and just you know Thomas Middleditch was the first choice or whatever, I'll I'll be really upset because that is just it's just an open opportunity to say what we're to, all thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's what I was trying to say. Um, so I don't I don't know, man. Hopefully hopefully we can get a director's commentary on this and, and maybe find that out. But yeah, I, I was the same way as you. When I saw, I saw that in uh, the trailers, you know, they had that part in the trailers where uh, Luke Wilson and, and uh, Woody Harrelson's characters kind of mimic each other. And then Thomas Middleditch comes out and he's acting all neurotic. Like, um, well, what's his name? I know Jesse Eisenberg, but what's his um, Tallahassee? No, Tallahassee's Woody Harrelson, Columbus. Columbus, that's right. Uh, you know, he's, he's acting neurotic like Columbus. I remember thinking, like, how can you not get Michael Sarah for that? But mm-hmm. maybe there's some kind of unspoken rivalry or something that we don't know about between the two of them, where they're they're not allowed to do it, or maybe they're the same person and they just can't. <laughs> maybe true. Maybe they can't occupy the same space at the same time. Like, yeah, maybe that'll just split the world in two. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, just to wrap up the set. I- I thought that was perfect Luke Wilson. Uh, wind him up as tight as you can, turn him loose, and let him exhaust himself in 23 minutes, you know? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Uh, that he drove up in a Bigfoot monster truck was perfect. Of course, Tallahassee would actually be driving that. I just hadn't thought about it. Yeah. But that's exactly what he should be driving. And that, yeah, that Albuquerque shows up driving it around was spot on. Yeah. Uh, I also love the fact that Woody Harrelson does a pretty awesome Elvis impression in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many times has it ever happened that anyone approaching Woody Harrelson and Rosario Dawson's attractiveness level have had a conversation about Elvis that leads them to hooking up? In the entire history of the world, has that ever happened between people comparatively attractive? Um, not in Memphis. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think there's anywhere in the world. I believe people have hooked up over Elvis fandom. Yeah. I just don't believe. I don't believe they're as beautiful as as these two these two yeah. fine specimens of human flesh. That's true. Uh, Rosario Dawson, man, she's another one that I I thought would be bigger than she is now, but it, she's always a delight when she pops up in in roles like this. Dude, she is Pete Rose, man. She just, every time she's on camera, she's getting a hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, well played. That's Uh, a great analogy. She is so consistent. Yeah. Can do it all. Can can go serious. uh, Can go lighthearted like this. I mean... I don't know. We've talked on here before, I think, so I don't want to retread too much, but but the Phil Hartman role on SNL, right? Put him anywhere. It makes the skit better. Yeah. She's totally the Phil Hartman Memorial Trophy winner. Yeah. I'm just going to mix all my metaphors. I love it. Yeah, she's the Phil Hartman Pete Rose uh, Memorial Trophy winner of uh, 2019. Yes, sir. And we will have that minted and sent to her soon. (laughs) <laughs> for sure for sure um what i mean what else man what else do we need to to talk about on this um i do you ha- okay well let me ask you this is there anything that sticks out in a bad way for you on this well, I, actually, one last thing uh, of praise. You mentioned Zoe Deutsch, right? Is that how you say her name? Uh, Deutsch. 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 That yeah. makes much more sense than Deutsch. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm not just, proud of that. You may have to edit that out. <laughs> We're going to keep our rating. Uh, Deutsch. Zoe Deutsch. Um, I mean, just a medical scalpel application of annoying uh, character. 
at enough to grate all over your nerves, but they don't do it to the point you get exhausted by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and she totally commits to it, dude. There's no hesitation for her to be that person. And so yeah. it's not the most important part of this movie, but it, it was a nice uh, ornamentation attached to it. Yeah. So tip of the cap to you, ma'am. I'll try to learn. I, in, in, in respect, I will try to learn how to say your last name. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I thought that Zoe Douche was the uh, <laughs> highlight of the entire movie. I, I Did you really? Sorry. I couldn't have, Yeah. I really did. I thought she stole the whole thing. Uh, I at first I wasn't a big fan, but the more that we, the more that we saw, uh, uh, the more we got to know her and stuff. I really did. I really enjoyed her a lot, and I was really thankful that she wasn't bitten mm-hmm. and that uh, we got to we got to have a second act with her. And uh, and of course she's going to end up at the commune hooking up with Berkeley at the mm-hmm. end of this thing. Like that mm-hmm. just makes all the sense in the world. But uh, yeah, man, I, I thought she I thought she did a really great job, and and I think. Think that it's it's impressive to be able to hold your own against some Hollywood heavyweights like Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg, and Woody Harrelson. And I thought she did a great job with it. So yeah, it was pretty fearless. So tell me, a horror prognosticator, you saw that it was a nut allergy coming. I did think that she had some kind of allergic reaction uh, because she was eating the trail mix. Yeah, that was the same thing for me too. Yeah, but I, I will be honest, I, I really did kind of think Columbus had shot her. And what I thought would happen is that they would find out later somehow. Now, that she was an allergic, she was allergic to uh, to nuts, and he'd be like, "Oh." Anyway, yeah, maybe, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen because that would have been really that would have been really bad. Well, see, there's a version of this movie where it's basically the uh, the Alfred decision from the Dark Knight. You know, Woody finds out that <laughs> this is really black, <laughs> but he finds out that Madison is allergic to nuts, and he just tells uh, he tells Little Rock, you know, Columbus can never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm for that. Um, uh, you just think that? Oh, sorry. Go, no, I'm just. Uh, did Did you think that Zoe Doach? Oh, now you got me doing it. <laughs> Um, it's infectious. It's like zombies. Yeah. Uh, did you think that she uh, reminds you of like Ella Fisher? Hmm. I mean, I didn't think that, but now that you say it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, she's Leah Thompson's daughter. Yeah. Good call, man. Yeah. Like I said, didn't uh, didn't see that coming, but now that you mention it, it seems pretty spot on. That's another. They see they could have worked. They could have worked other stuff into the the Spider Man meme. Yeah, for sure. Call us, call us Hollywood. Let us let us just run it through uh, our brilliant brain filter, and we'll tell you how to make a good thing even better. I'm telling man. Yeah, they look remarkably alike. Yeah, uh, that's ridiculous. Good call, man. Yeah. Uh, you had asked if there's anything critical. Um, I initially was critical of the idea that they would end up at a utopian communal society mm-hmm. because we've seen it in The Walking Dead. And I thought, well, they're just telegraphing that this thing is going to go sideways and there's problems with melting the guns down and all that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just see it now as sort of a parody, right? Like they mm-hmm. did it the Zombieland way. Yeah. So they, they br- instead of like, you know, it turns out that you can keep the zombies out, but the corruption is inside the commune's leadership. In, in the Zombieland fashion, they say, no, let's bring all the zombies into the commune. And uh, I, I I thought it was well done. Yeah, I did too. Um, I did. I thought it was a little old hat mm-hmm. to do the whole thing with the guns, but I, yeah, I thought they paid it off really well. And I was really, I was pleasantly surprised how how good that wound up actually coming off. Even having Tallahassee do the the zombie pod popper thing, where he jumps out and grabs the crane hook. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is Tallahassee living his best life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I I was all about that. And they really, I mean, I guess it would be hacky if if it it wasn't Zombieland, but they tied everything up in a nice, pleasant bow. Like you said, even 
Uh, my dog's trying to make a cameo. Even even the uh, the loser Stoner Berkeley dude ends up with Madison, you know, and they're happily yeah. ever after in their naive, self centered, superficial way. <laughs> yeah, well said. And and I think that's another reason why I enjoyed this movie so much is because we see so much stuff now that's so heavy and so. Uh, you know, everything's got to have a point to it and things like that. You very rarely anymore get the happy ending with no like emotional baggage clinging to it. You know, like we, we were able to go into zombie land. Um, we were able to see our old friends. We had some adventures and now we're, we're leaving them on a good note. Everyone's back together. They've actually grown their family a little bit and things are good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I, I, for the life of me, can't remember a movie off the top of my head where that's happened lately where I was like, man, I really enjoyed that. And there was no like repercussions that came from it. Yeah. You know, like the first one I think of is Spider-Man, but at the end of Spider-Man, they find out that he's Spider-Man. So, you know, this, this was just a really good self-contained, um, episode of of Zombie Land, and I I dug it, man. I, I had a lot of time for it. I, I <clears throat> speaking of time, I wish I had more time so that I could go back and watch it again. But I'll I'll probably try to pick this one up and and own it. Yeah, they they don't scrimp on the zombie stuff either. Like you know, I I do feel like if we're gonna be critical on anything, just lightly, the whole like, hey, there's new breeds of zombies mm-hmm. that was sort of played up, but didn't have a ton to do with what actually happened in the movie. Yeah, you know, they gun the Terminator guy down and yeah okay so it's all there and there's a homer and it's it sets up the last joke of the movie that's fine uh but they don't scrimp on the zombies being gruesome they certainly don't scrimp on like the violence like the our family here relishes you know direct contact with zombies as much as anybody in any zombie movie i can think of mm-hmm. and i actually would would kind of argue that outside of the 28 days later films the zombie horde uh, is done as well well as any uh, that I've seen in Zombieland Double Tap. Like, they're fast. There's just so many of them. And they're an actual threat, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. So... It's not the best zombie movie, but it, it's also not... It doesn't punt on the zombie element. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and look, them driving a monster truck around on top of zombies. I mean, it, like you said, it, I'm probably going to buy this one, and I'm definitely going to rent it if I don't buy it. I will probably put that on loop for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect. It's perfect. That's exactly what Zombieland Double Tap should do. Yeah. I concur. If they do a you know a triple tap, really the only thing they can go they, where they can go from here is that Tallahassee's driving a combine through a field full of zombies. You know, <laughs> this is just the um, this is the right proportion scale up for this movie. So they they hit it letter perfect. Yeah, yeah they they did a great job with it, man. And I. Uh, like I said, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, but I just I had a, a lot of fun uh, going back into this world and, and seeing our old friends. And um, I hope that down the line we get to do it again. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know geography well enough to know what Columbus and Wichita's kids should be named. But maybe yeah. our listeners can come up with whatever the geographical point is between those two places, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we get a Memphis and a DC in the next one. There we go. I don't know. I'm, I'm here for it. I don't know if, if you put a gun to my head, do I want a third one or am I just like, hey, leave it like it is. I, I'm probably 50-50, uh, but I do know if they if they show up with a third one, I'm showing up to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until, you know, until they... Um 
Till they they prove otherwise, man. They've got my money. So we hadn't really talked about the Bill uh, Murray post credit scene. How did that one strike you? <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed it. I, it felt a little tacked on. Uh, I like the Al Roker cameo in that too. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, again, it's just it's just fun to see Bill Murray be meta, you know, and uh, well, not necessarily meta, but be an exaggerated version of himself. And it's fun to see him in this world. And uh, if anything, it just it made me sad that like he had been murdered in the first one yeah and we didn't get an, you know we didn't get a lot of him in the second but i was happy to see him come back for this cameo you know i think you and i both appreciate the comedic stylings of norm mcdonald am i correct on that oh yeah of course one of my favorite things about norm mcdonald is that he will keep the joke going longer than any human being finds acceptable and just kind of make you suffer your way into laughing again <laughs> yeah and I really feel like Bill Murray continuing to do the Garfield uh, recriminations is <laughs> is just the best version of that for uh, for for the the particular brilliance that is Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so great that the Garfield three pressures where D Day happens with with uh, the zombie outbreak. It, it kind of makes me think of you know at the end of Deadpool, I guess part two, where Deadpool goes back and executes Ryan Reynolds when he's looking at the Green Lantern script. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll also say that I, this is another light example, since, again, we're playing the hits here today, where I wish I hadn't seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Because one of the trailers I saw had Bill Murray delivering the drugs cost money line. Oh, no kidding. And, man, I just wish I had met that for the first time in that cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I didn't see that one. So I, I had no idea what was going to happen um, until until they went to, you know, the the scene. And then I was like, oh, okay, now we're going to get a, you know, I was like, oh, hopefully we'll get a Bill Murray cameo in this. So I'm, I'm glad that I didn't, glad that I didn't know about that. Well, I kept waiting for it and I kind of thought it was a feint. Like I figured they would see, you know, they'd get to the hotel or somewhere and they'd play like an old DVR recording. Sure. And it would be Bill doing a press junket or something. But, um, you know, the, the cameo kind of caught me by surprise because I, I thought by the time we got there, I thought, well, you know, I guess they're just that was like an Easter egg for the trailer I saw. So mm-hmm. I'm happy they put it in there. I just wish I hadn't heard the line first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is. It's a great line. And hey, listen, because so many people from Hollywood tune into this. If you guys think there's a chance that you're doing a third one of these, can we just go ahead and get Bill's scenes filmed and in the can? Just go ahead and make sure that we don't lose him before before y'all need that performance, okay? Yeah, yeah. And if you need us to be like the the people that interview him or whatever, we'll be happy to do that too. Yeah, I mean, I can do it. Actually, I can just do it next week when when Bill's over here for Spaghetti Night. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, I can use my camera, or they can send me one if they want to do it. But anyway, anyway, we can save you some money doing that. Just let me know. Yeah, we're down. We're down to help you make your life better. Well, buddy. Um, Anything else to praise or criticize? It, it, is there a double tap of criticism you could offer? See what I did there? Man, I, honestly, I did. That was clever. Honest mm-hmm. to goodness, I don't have anything um, critical that I, that I can think of uh, outside of how stupid it is to um, to burn all the guns. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a Second Amendment American. Uh, I, I appreciate that they show that, that guns are needed when bad things happen. Yeah. Well, I just even even just thinking like, man, if you're <laughs> if you're in this zombie apocalypse, even if you're holed up somewhere, wouldn't you want to have like a last resort defense? Um, I mean, I'm not, not to get to black, this. but you'd also want an exit ticket if. Yeah. If it if was inevitable. I mean, yeah. I'm not recommending anything. I'm just saying. All right. 
Um, yeah, so th- th- I mean, that was the only thing. I mean, that's <coughs> excuse me, that's a criticism within the movie. That's not a criticism of the of the you know script or the movie itself. I just I don't I don't get that. I would I would at least want to have one around just in case some issue go down, but. That's just me. What do I know? I'm, and I'm with you. I don't have really any substantial to add because I'm like, yep, Derek's right. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, man, I really don't have anything negative to say about this movie. It was um, it was everything that I, I wanted and needed it to be and probably a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said, I, I'm really glad now that I never watched that uh, Amazon sh- like uh, pilot just because I don't want to see anybody else play these characters. For but, sure, buddy. Uh, you know, but these four. And uh, I'm really, I'd be happy to see Zoe Deutsch, Deutsch come back. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry what I've done to you. That's okay. But besides that, you know, keep all the commune people away because they were, they were there for what they were needed to be. But, you know, at the heart of this thing, it's going to be about Tallahassee, Wichita, Columbus, and Little Rock. Uh, and, and now Nevada. Like, I'm, I'm cool with her too. But yeah. Yeah. So, do you think we get uh do we get an Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin clone that uh that corresponds to Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch and if so who would you cast? Um hmm. Let's see. If I were going to cast I want to say Anna Kendrick. Oh, that's a good one. And hmm, Anna Kendrick. And maybe the girl that plays Sabrina on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Dude, that's those are really good. Those are really good. Um, gosh, I'm gonna have to step my game up here. Give me just a second. <laughs> huh? Well, darn, that's really good. Here's the only thing I can tell you. I, I'm I'm gonna challenge your Emma Stone analog, uh-huh. and I'm gonna go Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. Uh, because I think she can do the comedic and serious thing. Mm-hmm. Could, could Chloe Grace Moretz work for uh, for Abigail Breslin's? Yeah, analog? for sure. Okay. For sure. Those are going to be my two submissions, but I feel like you did a really good job. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a list at this point. So Haley Stenfield from Bumblebee. Did you see that? Or Steinfeld? I, I can't yeah. say any last names. This um, <laughs> I didn't see that, but I know who that is. She was great in Bumblebee, and so she's my alternate. She's my alternate for Chloe Grace if, if Moretz will okay. take that gig. She's good. Yours are better off the top of your head. I had to go to find my, my young cops. <laughs> wow. Glad glad to be of service. One of us is in the industry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it became clear now it is. Yeah. It was right. All right, man. Well, uh, I think we've we've praised this one pretty thoroughly and it deserved it. Uh, yeah. you pretentious movie reviewers crapping on this. You're just just that. You're pretentious. Let people enjoy stuff. Yeah, man, for sure. Let let people have let people have their fun. So speaking of which, uh Jeff Wright, did we see something scary? <laughs> Man, I want to say yes because I'm the horror uncle, but I, I, there was never a moment in this movie where I felt really any fear for our protagonists. So yeah. I have to say no. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Uh, great movie, a lot mm-hmm. of fun, but not a scary movie at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, okay, so let me say this. I'll, I'll say that to the extent of like... I coming from two old men who have been watching horror movies for the last 30 years, right? Yeah. Um, if you are new to the genre, which I doubt that any of you are because you're listening to this, but if maybe, maybe, uh, Zombie Land 2 was your first four, you know, four away. Oh, geez. <laughs> maybe Zombie Land 2 is your first attempt at a horror movie. Then maybe you would find something scary in it. Yeah, um, yeah. but for, uh, for us two old men, 
uh, I'm going to have to say no. Yeah. If zombies particularly freak you out, because again, they don't, they don't spend a ton of time with the zombies, but they also don't scrimp when they do. Yeah. Maybe that'll get you, but yeah. Yeah. We're beyond such things. Yeah, for sure. So scale of one to 10, where would you rank this one? Ah, man, seven and a half. I mean, okay. I was just in the mood for this. It has Emma Stone in it. They, they hit the beats I was looking for. Bill Murray's tacked onto the end. Like, I'm sure if you trotted out a list of movies that I, you know, also rated as a seven and a half, I'd be like, well, Zombieland doesn't belong among them, but dude, it just feels right in my heart. And since this is the first time we've recorded in a while, I'm, I'm going to go with my heart. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to track the same way, seven and a half to eight. Okay. Um, so maybe like 7.75. Mm, we're getting specific. Yeah. That's what we uh, bring to the table. We bring science. That's right. Uh, I just, I really, I really did enjoy this movie. Um, uh, you know, you and I were we're talking off air. I, I had some. I got some really rough news after the immediately after the movie was over. But I just remember sitting there watching the movie, just really, really enjoying it, and uh, hating the fact that I knew that you know that the, the movie was coming to an end. And so, uh, like I said before, I'll more than likely own this one, and can't wait to. Can't wait to see what happens next with these guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear from our listeners. Would you Would you rather them tie a bow on this, or would you like to see if we could push them to uh, to a, making this thing a? Uh, <laughs> my brain is shot. I can't pronounce last names. Thank you. Who? It is time for me to get some rest. And guess what? I teach children, uh, <laughs> so I can't remember the word trilogy. But tomorrow I'm going to talk about Western civilization. Uh, <laughs> it's exciting times to live in my life. Uh, this is the darkest timeline. Hopefully um, the word Deutsch does not come up tomorrow. <laughs> That's all I'm hoping for. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, well, guys, it's up to you. Let us know what you think. Would you like to see a third movie come out in 2029? Or would you like to see them just go ahead and put a bow on this and be done with it? You can let us know in our Facebook group, We Saw Something Scary. And uh, if you're not a member of that already, go ahead and, and uh, click join, and we'll approve you pretty quick. And then you can talk all sorts of scary news and horror movies and trailers and all sorts of stuff in that Facebook group. There's a lot of wonderful people in there, and so we have a lot of fun. Again, that is We Saw Something Scary. Uh, It's five-star season right now, so we need you to go to your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Go there. Click the Saw Something Scary name. Give us those five-star reviews. Uh, Get us in more ears. Grow the revolution, and we can bank on you to do that. Also, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, you can join us on Patreon.com for as little as a dollar a month. Three dollars a month gets you a bonus episode. Uh, Jeff and I recorded October's bonus episode last week, and it was over something that I have completely forgotten. And so, (laughs) (laughs) like, legitimately can't remember what it was. It has been a rough week for my friend Jerry Zoo, y'all. Thoughts and prayers to this guy. It's been a rough couple weeks for sure. Eli, right? Uh, Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what it was called. Okay, so, yeah, so we, we, uh, we reviewed the Netflix movie Eli, which as you can tell is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, we would love for you to be able to listen to that as that a Patreon exclusive. So if you want to hear any our thoughts and ideas on Eli, go to patreon.com and search Sauce of the Scary and you can sign up again, like I said, for as little as $3 a month. I get you access to those bonus episodes. He's at Right Jeff. I'm at Derek Zoo and we are out of time. For Jeff Deutsch, this is Derek Zoo telling you to uh, have a great week. Uh, we should be back sometime later on this week hopefully if uh, the stars align to give you a doctor sleep analysis 
<laughs> it sounds like we're shilling pillows or something. Um, Are we not? Well, we sh- <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully. Get at us, Purple Mattress. Uh, we hope to be back at the end of the week with uh, our review on Dr. Sleep. But if not, check that early next week. I'm just dropping bars now, Jeff. This is amazing. Let <laughs> <laughs> me start beatboxing. I do. <laughs> join, join us for uh, We Saw Something Scary After Dark, where I just freestyle rap for 30 minutes. For Jeff Wright, this is Derek Zoo reminding you to stay away from clowns and sewers, blind people with turkey basers, and white people with teacups. We'll see you back here real soon. Bye-bye, man.